In this episode, the grilling continues and the questions are flowing and you'll get to hear my perspectives on the questions that my clients, friends and family pose to me. Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 101 If you didn't listen to last week's episode, I'd highly recommend that you actually pause this one and go back a step to listen to that episode because my beautiful wife grilled me using the questions that were submitted from current clients, previous clients, friends, family, podcast listeners, and the questions were great. They really did put me on the spot and I hope that they were giving you insights into experiences that I've had and ways that can help you when it comes to your business as well. The conversation truly did flow. We had over 30 questions that got asked. So to help you, we split the conversation that Shireen and I had into two parts and we're about to go back into the conversation right now. So enjoy. Scarlett has asked a question. Hi, Scarlett. What do you feel is the most important achievement you have created for yourself? And how do you feel that impacts who you are right now? Good question, Scarlett. I'd go back to, I think it was Amy that asked that question. Mm -hmm. What are you most proud of? Yeah, I think the biggest is starting my business because it was something so different from what I actually ever had in my vision. But also being... I suppose opening my mind up or my my world up to a lot of different type of experiences and learnings. I remember back in the earlier days in the corporate world, I was quite, you do this training course, it was all pretty straight laced, but it's kind of like the NLP, it's kind of like taking me off in a bit of a different direction. So I still remember the first time going on the NLP course in when I worked in the bank, they were paying for it. And I was listening to my headphones to the pre-work and they were talking about this thing called Timeline. And I was like walking from one office in London to the other. And I was just like, what the heck have I signed up for? And it was just so quite different. Mm. I mean, it wasn't like logical. And then when I think about it, and obviously Scarlett knows me really well, it's like tapping into our mind in different ways, meditation and all these different kind of things. I think that's what I'm quite proud of, of just kind of looking at things differently. I think that's answered that question here. Yeah, I think so. I think your biggest achievement, definitely around about your business, and there's been things that have happened along the way that have, I think you also, you we've had a conversation about this before, you don't give yourself enough credit for things that you have done and where yeah. you've got to, do you mean? Because you're always like, right, you've got so many ideas, so many things and paths and things you want to do and try and achieve. And it's, you're like, oh, but I still haven't done this, this and this. Yeah, And I'm like, yeah, but look if you look at where you started and what your business was like then yeah. to where it is now and you're like yeah but I still want to do this this and this yeah. it's going actually no but look where you are now like you've 
you've achieved because you all quite often you reference me of being what is it the law of attraction yeah do you know what I mean and being able to attract things and seeing things and then it just it kind of it materializes whereas I don't think in our conversations you wouldn't apply that necessarily ability to yourself you're like oh Shane, you're really good at that yeah. but then I'm actually like no actually you are too because yeah. there's been times where you've went oh I'd, I'd love to do this one day yeah. like for example like, even when you were mentioning earlier about Marianne and Natalie and like the first time you'd heard them and oh wow this sounds amazing I love what they do and you love listening to them and stuff and wouldn't it be so cool to meet them and now like we're in terms doing, of doing some joint venture uh-huh. and working with them as well do yeah. you know what I mean so yeah Another big turning thing, I think, was when you rebranded and became Rapid Transformation. Yeah. I think that totally, it was around about the whole niche time yeah. and really kind of, you were not, it wasn't like the beginnings and where you st- the start up anymore. You'd been yeah. doing it a couple of years and, you know, you were starting to develop kind of ideas and changing like where you're wanting to go yeah. and what you're about. The things that you've ever learned, what are the stuff that you're really good at yeah. and how can you push that forward? Do you mean? I so. Agree. We're going to um, miss you on the next podcast episode. Maybe we have to change the format. After episode 100, it's now a joint kind of hosted show. Oh, what about when people start asking for me? Oh, that would be, yeah. Can we hear more of Shireen, please? <laughs> okay, anyway. We'll see what the so, feedback's like. we've got Jo Bendel. Okay. She's asking, what's your secret dream? Secret dream? Now. You a may not want dream. to divulge this to me. To go to Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually looking at my bookshelf here. Business or what? Do you, she just said, what's your secret, secret dream? dream? The first thing that comes to mind. Oh, secret dream? I don't think I've... Secret's probably the word throwing you off, I think. Aye. Because I think we're quite open books. Aye, like, I don't have any... What's my secret dream? Or what's your dream? Or is there is there anything that you've... That's want that you haven't actually divulged or you don't talk about much? Or is there anything that you think or you're just not in that might not be achievable or you're thinking it's a yeah, bit oh, far no, off? Yeah, that's, that's a good... Okay, okay, Joe, question, right? And it's interesting because I actually had a conversation with Joe around this on Instagram chat, your message. Secret dream, I would like to have a book. I'd like to write a book. But, I'm saying a big but, I just don't think I'm at the right place for it at the moment. Does that make sense? So, secret dream is that I would like to have kind of a book. Because I read loads of books and I think it's a great way of adding value. And it's a way that's like something quite tangible to kind of leave as a bit of a legacy. But every time I kind of get to that point, going, oh, this is what my book could be, it doesn't make me go, this is it. So I don't feel like I've got my actual what my book is yet. No. And I'm not rushing it. And that's the thing. Like, I could probably, and there's been many times, it's like, just write that book. But I just don't want to. Yeah, do you've it for had the time, there's been times in the past yeah. where you've said, oh, let's write a book or like, let's, we can put this all together. Yeah, and, it can and I'm just a book like, yeah. Stuff. But yeah, I think that's where it comes. It's the, the whole feeling part for you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I remember when you talked about wanting to have a podcast. Yeah. Remember? I did. And for whatever reason, if there was stumbling blocks or you didn't quite know how to do that or like, or whether it was the right time for you or just, I remember there being issues around, yeah. but like that was like a goal. That was a, I really want to, because for example, like Natalie or Maddie, they had a podcast and you wanted to have a podcast and, but it just, how is that not working? And I think that again is probably a timing thing. Yeah. So I think definitely agree with the book thing. Well, I've known the book thing was there. Yeah. But. That's a good question because I wouldn't have said that first, but mm. it made me think. Definitely as a dreamer. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah being yeah, honest, but, yeah. but but it's not something I'm kind of. I just think it's just a timing thing. You put that out there now. I put that out there now, haven't I? Mm. Yeah. Okay, good. And Angel actually has another question. It says, What motivates you? What's your why for your business? And has it changed as you have evolved? Ooh. For me, my why's always been 
making a difference, right? So for example, if I'm working with a client and I feel like I'm adding value and making a difference and they're doing something on it, like I absolutely love it. I can get frustrated sometimes when, especially in the past, not the clients I'm working with now, where sometimes I kind of go, come on, like, are you just saying that you're going to do it, but you're not really doing it? And that's kind of where if I don't see results or if I don't see them getting results, then it can be a bit kind of frustrating. Ah, well, you, blame, you blame yourself. Yeah, because then cause sometimes you're like, like, oh, what am I not doing with them? But realising that actually it's still down to them. They have to do it. You can't yeah. kind of do it for them. So that for me, trying to make a difference, that's kind of, that kind of keeps me motivated. I think you life. want people to live the magic and go have yeah. the magic turning moments yeah. and points that you know is possible. Exactly. That's a good way of putting it. But also going back to you, because Joe said, um, has it changed? It has because now that I work a lot more, particularly and kind of niche down and know who I, who I really add value to, is it's definitely those like ex-professional people from the corporate world that have taken that leap to start their own business. I know that's, that's who I love working with and that's where I add the most value to. My biggest why is that for people that have made that leap, I never want them to feel like they regret it. I mean, like, going, oh, yeah. why did I do that in that way? Or it's not panned out the way. But typically when I have clients that come to work with me, they're kind of at that little bit of a, oh, it's not going exactly the way I wanted it to go or it's not as easy or I'm getting in my way. And for me, that's going to help me go, right, hold on, it doesn't have to be that way. We can kind of help you to move that forward. And then when you get to see them kind of going, oh, I'm loving what I'm doing and seeing the results, that's kind of makes me go, well, I love what I do. So actually, years ago, great question, you're making me think here. Years ago, I used to kind of probably get more motivated by helping people start their business. I don't really anymore. I don't think that's my best place in terms of how I add value because I think I know that I add more value when people have actually taken that leap and they've started it and then I can help them to go right how do we help move that forward as well so yeah my why kind of has changed and what I do has making a difference in terms of where I add the value has kind of evolved over the last few years well that's I think like if you think about the podcast thing again the timing of that like the why that you're trying to what you're trying to get with people and you had to find your niche yeah to then help with the why. Yeah. To then, and you said it yourself, about keep people getting out your way. And what have you called your podcast? Yeah. Get, get out your way. way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there you go. So it's Stephen McLean. Okay. What is your daily habit that you credit most for your success? Doing my physio exercises every day, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen is honestly a great physio. So Stephen's going to be on my podcast coming up soon. We need to get that organised. But the biggest habit that I credit every day is just taking action i don't have any like magical ritual or anything that i'd say that i that make it i think it is just for me it's like a taking action doing something so and when i say that is i don't think i've ever had a period where i've kind of went oh do you know i put my business down and leave it and do something else for example whereas i've worked with people in the past that kind of they can't start stop start stop start stop whereas even though what i might be doing might be sometimes really quite intense and then other times I'm not as intense on it, but it's like still always taking action, out, thinking about it, thinking what I can do, altering what how I can improve and what could be better. I think it's a getting out of bed. The <laughs> fact yeah. that because you do, it's like that's probably where I admire you and or anyone that runs their own business. Because as much as I like, we've all talked about like if I was to have my own business and yeah, what would that be and stuff. But one of the things I used to worry, I would worry about myself is would I get myself out of bed? Yeah. 
Do you mean I suppose? Yeah. Whereas you like literally, it's like I don't have a boss, but I actually still no, kind of uh, no, no, no. You need to get up and go and do that. Ah, uh, yeah. I, do do I mean that's it. what I'm saying. Like you have nobody hanging, and then sometimes I'm like, oh man, just have a lie in, <laughs> take a few hours off. Do you really need to do that? You are your own boss, but yeah. you, I think it's because you love what you do, yeah. and you need to be prepared and it's just that whole oh, I've got this work to do yeah. but then on the other hand I suppose we've always it's hard to turn off oh yeah yeah there's the drawbacks of that definitely there well. is a drawback but the fact that you love what it is that you do yeah. and this is what you want to do and you, you yeah. love to do do you mean Sam Dunis oh okay Sam okay hi Sam hey Sam how do you recognise when you Swan are getting in your own way and once you realise that what do you do to get out of it I start to feel frustrated so when I get frustrated, I kind of feel it kind of in my stomach. And that's kind of where I get a bit more agitated. I kind of start to feel like I'm behind in some way. Like I kind of go, I'm not doing enough. I'm not making things happen. Or I just feel like a bit stuck. And that kind of, that's a telltale sign when I start to get a bit frustrated a bit. It's physical for you. Yeah, it's it physical is for me. I kind of like start to kind of go, Ugh. that's for me kind of just to kind of go, hold on, take a step back. And sometimes that take a step back to how do I solve it. Sometimes it's just actually going, right, hold on, change my environment, go to a coffee shop for an afternoon, plug back into, take a bit of picture of what am I doing, where am I focusing on, what needs to be reprioritised, or just reconnecting with what I'm doing. That's one thing. The other thing is obviously <laughs> catching up with you, Sam. <laughs> um, there's many times that we obviously do co-working kind of sessions together. That makes a difference. And then if it's other particular things, it's like working with all the coaches that I've currently got, had in the past. My network of kind of peers as well going, hold on, right, I'm driving myself crazy around this. Help me. And so not being afraid to ask. Or me. Or uh, Yeah, that, sorry, that's a given, actually. Yeah. You probably, when I'm really frustrated, is where I talk a lot more. It's like I can come out from the office and I can be like... <sighs> it's where I'm in the kitchen <laughs> yeah. and I hear the door open... <laughs> And the walk into the kitchen and I can tell, oh, right, something's on his mind, like something. And then yeah, you come yeah. in and you stand at the sink and I'll be too busy doing whatever I'm doing. And you're like, oh, so this. Yeah. And then we have a wee quick chat. And then I kind of go, okay, cool, I feel better. Or... And then I'll go, well, what about this, this and this? I think what I've, it's only in the past year have I realised how much I play kind of devil's advocate. Yeah, you do. And I, I like to flip it around and go, well, what about that? And you're like, oh, yeah, you're right, Shireen. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of it that way, Shireen. I always say on this podcast, and you never listen to any, so you won't know this, but you're like 99.7% right. I do give you credit Point for that. Point nine, but... Okay, well, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so Caroline De Silva. Okay, yeah, She Caroline. also had that question about where did you need to get most out of your own way, as well. So hopefully that's answered her question as well. So where where did, did I it? need to get in my own way? Was that what she asked? Yeah. So where, I think, just expanding on if it's aware, like... You kind of talked about sometimes, like, so doing my own podcast is a great example. I kind of put that off and off and off, thinking, oh, no, it's not the right time. I'm, but I actually kind of had to get my own way and go, do you know something? It doesn't have to be perfect. Mm. Just go and do it. That's a big thing for you, the whole, it doesn't, doesn't have, have to, to be, be perfect. perfect. Yeah. I mean, Definitely learned that over the last 13 years, probably more over the last yeah. few. You still do it. Yeah, you know, of course. Set up of things I've and all high, that I've you got, do. I've got high standards. That's yeah, it. That's true. It. And no true. one does it as good yeah, as me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so we got a question from Natalie. Okay. How do you think you've gone out your own way since starting this podcast? As in, from your very first episode <laughs> to now, and how have you grown? Ah, oh, good question, Natalie. For me, actually just doing them, like 100 episodes, you kind of just getting a little bit more, like, 
organised with them, probably. But also, I remember Natalie was my first guest, and it was a painful experience, like, from an interview perspective. I think I was quite, like, rigid, and I was quite... <laughs> I remember when you yeah, came out came, after came, doing it. Yeah, I came, that was right. So I came out, and I interviewed Natalie, I thought, this would be great, let me interview someone that I'm, you know, really good friends with and stuff, and I remember I came out, and I'm going... You chat so much, oh, and it'll be, it'll be so easy, it'll yeah, be great, it'll be... And like... I remember going, oh, I just don't think it was quite, like, I was... I think I went into interviewer mode, right? And then I had my questions in that way. So I think over the 100 episodes, I've got more just comfortable with being, right, especially when I'm interviewing people, listening to what they're saying and just letting it kind of go where it needs to go rather than having a this a is exact, agenda. yeah, set agenda, here's the questions in that way. But also just recognising that I can kind of do it the way that I want to do it. Like I kind of before went, right, I used to think, well, let's have a, solo episode interview episode and blah 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 but then I went I could just mix it up I could be a bit more flexible so that's why I've not had as many interviewees on over the last few months but I kind of I went well it's fine just timing. Kind of, yeah timing. timing and that's fine what do I want to kind of do so yeah get more comfortable with it as well and actually enjoying it a lot more whereas before I used to be a bit more right I had to do a podcast it doesn't have to be perfect actually it's a yeah. huge part of it I think yeah. because that I think that held you back yeah, yeah. from starting yeah. it, and then also in the beginning when you started it and how you were going to set it all up and yeah. where you definitely because you've realised it doesn't have to be completely perfect exactly that it can just and you've relaxed a lot more with yeah, it and totally. it becomes a lot more natural exactly and I think I always what helps me now is like even for the first few solo episodes I'd be like stop start stop start oh no 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 I can do that better in that way. But when I actually think about how I work when I like deliver training courses, etc., you never get that chance to do that. So it's, you never go, oh, that was a rubbish kind of way. Let me can rewind. Let me start again. So I kind of learn or in my mind go, okay, imagine this is live. And mm-hmm. even if I fluff up a line or if it's a bit more. The way imagine would, this was live. Yeah, imagine it's live. So kind of like this, like I'm enjoying this. Like Yeah, but you can still edit this. Like, whereas if it was live, well, what would Shireen say? The rest, you would actually... <laughs> you I don't know, yeah. My editor's going to have a fun job with us. episode. You would be pooping your pants yeah. in some ways, I think. Doreen, what are you looking at the time? Anyway. David, no surname. I think you might know who this is when I read the question. He wants to say, firstly, huge congrats for hitting your 100th episode. Clap hands. A great achievement that will have had a positive impact on so many people and their businesses. His question is, how do you feel you juggle all the different aspects of life family responsibilities, work commitments, your own health and fitness, time with your kids, slash Shireen, etc, etc. <laughs> Thank you for that lovely question, David. I, I know exactly <laughs> what David that is. I think that is definitely one of the areas that there's room for improvement around because I know, for example, I could be so committed and focused from a business point of view and I can honestly let that really take over my life it can take over our family life I was actually getting quite jealous and actually had a call with David a couple of weeks ago saying I was actually getting quite jealous with all the people that are kind of currently in lockdown and that were watching box sets and going out walking and going out running and stuff whereas I was going I'm actually at my desk so much more because I'm like helping my clients through this period working on the other projects I consult on as well going right helping them during this period they always get my priority in that way. So I actually think to a point... Well, we're very lucky that in terms of the position with all the stuff that's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. As in like what it is that you do, yeah. especially one of the specific project that you're on has actually grown tenfold yeah. oh. because of what's going on in the yeah, yeah. Do so you know actually, 
because really helping in that way, but also then just understanding that fact that it is a personal thing. So we've talked about this before about putting yourself first compared to others. I do struggle with that. I tend to even put clients first even from a business point of view so there are times when I'm going I've got lots to do and if a client needs more stuff for example I'm like Raquel I'm all in there for them and sometimes that means that some of my projects that I'm working on can actually be a bit more deprioritized for a, a short period of time until I then start to feel a bit that frustration kind of going oh no 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 I need to kind of like focus on that as well so yes and then from a health and fitness point of view that's one area that I've kind of not really prioritized to an extent even after my accident even after my physio exercises and stuff it's like I've been kind of like sometimes up focused and then quite quickly and when anybody says or my physio or Stephen or even yourself David I kind of go I'm up I know what goes in my mouth, what comes out my mouth is I've been so busy with work. I've got X, Y, and Z here and I'm even struggling to do this for the boys or find time for Shireen or do this and that. So, yeah. But then that's because you're human. I'm human. I like that. Yeah, you are human. And you're not like in business mode. That's in in reference to you do it for other people. Like, do do you do it for yourself? But then it's just, it's in lots of different things. It's not just one factor of, oh, you don't prioritise it, not because you don't want to. It's just, and I think, well, every business owner, because I don't think there's any business owner out there that will tell you they have the 100% formula on, they've got the right balance of everything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because at certain points, things will change. So at certain Mm. points, if you're starting something new, you put more time into it and you can't take as much time off versus if things are a bit quieter or if you know you've got holidays and stuff coming up, you can start to, like for example, the run up to Christmas, you can wind things back a bit. And then it's also hard when you love what you do so much. I find it really hard to switch off. Yeah. But then in some ways also, with us being together, for example, and trying to fit in family life Mm. and stuff, I know at a certain point like what's going on in your diet and when we're getting better at right or I, I'm getting better at when do I chime in and oh, stop the bus this one right no this one like actually yeah. right no work has to stop and it has to be family time yeah. versus actually do you know what this is and this is happening now so in the in the bigger this is my bigger picture yeah versus your small detail <laughs> so like me looking at the bigger picture going actually do you know what if he has does this and this just now then he can take a step back later on yeah. when, and it's a bit of teamwork and stuff yeah. but yeah generally you're our human and trying to find that balance yeah do you know what I mean but it's harder when you love so much and you're so heavily involved in what it is you do yeah do you know what I mean and you've got all these goals and I know aims and things that you want to get done but anyway right next one so we've got is it Scott is it Leaper yeah yeah Happy 100th, Usman. I know you're a fan of the quote by Wayne Gretzky, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. If you had the chance to take one shot you could have taken but didn't, what would it be and why? I would say that one thing that's kind of always a little bit of a niggle is when I started my business, I was so focused 100% on NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, so like delivering training courses up in the country, really immersed in it. And then I've obviously changed. I don't do public NLP courses anymore in that way. I still use NLP in everything I do. I still think that I've got all that experience, all the the knowledge in that way that years ago at that transition point, but then it's all in hindsight because it's like things have changed and advanced as well. But I think one thing that niggles me is that I could have taken all that learning that I had and leveraged it a lot better. So I actually kind of treat, turned it into online training courses, 
and package it up in a way that that could still be actually kind of like adding value to people in that way, even though I'm not doing that, like showing up to live and training courses. So that's one thing I think that I, if I was to change anything, it would have been taking all that thing and keeping it going to an extent whilst I then moved to what I'm doing or what I was Before doing after that. moving on to the, like, as yeah. you transitioned. Yeah. yeah. Good question. Yeah. So we've got Ian next. Okay. I think I know who this is from okay. the second question, but what is the project or opportunity that you have said no to in the last 12 months, but that has been the best decision you've made to keep yourself focused and on track? It's okay. The thing that came up for me was, I think it was, remember it was back in January, so again, from another client, effectively, that offered me an opportunity to deliver workshops. And there was like quite a lot of workshops. Oh, and I remember yeah. I came out and I got the email and I was just like, that's cool. For the for 2020, and it was like, I think it was about like 80 workshops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember initially going, oh, that's really good. You know, like I, I can remember looking and going, well, I've actually hit quite a big part of my goal that I set for 2020 just with what just was offered to me. If I said yes. yes and then I kind of went backwards and forwards with them and I was just asked a few questions and it became quite apparent that these 80 workshops, the way that they wanted them delivered, were quite different from the way that they were delivered before, i.e. instead of them being like four in one day, it was like one a day. Oh, yeah. And I remember going, hold on a second, that actually will take like 80 days of my time where I'll have to like effectively block those days for like short workshops that would impact other opportunities. And I remember kind of being quite, conflicted I knew what the answer is but you like doing them and I remember I, I really remember like doing like... them I love working with this client as well and I thought well this is great it's like landing on my lap and I was just like well am I silly for actually basically turning down a good portion of work and a good portion of money as well and I remember coming into the kitchen yeah, again that was a kitchen time <laughs> that was a kitchen time and I think I actually came into the kitchen a few times I think the first time was to say oh guess what Shireen you know I've just been offered this amount of work and I'm like ah it's cool you know tick that towards my, my goals and then I kind of came in later on in that day going yeah, but they've said this and I'm kind of I remember of like, starting to ask you questions going, oh yeah, that's, but then actually how many yeah. days is that? And then when we started to delve down yeah. and then we had the, well, do you know what? You were like, oh, but it's going to help me do this, this yeah. and this. Or it's helped you achieve a certain goal. And I'm like, yeah, but it's January. Yeah, uh, I was like, it's so, too hard. You're too far on in the year to even like tie yourself up into something like that would take amount, that amount of time. So Ian, I think that one thing saying no to that basic opportunity that was, basically handy to yeah, me that was a good because I think it's, it's me giving a chance you speed up to kind of go speed up time like, especially the Covid stuff that's happening now yeah do you know what I mean definitely okay the second question from Ian would you rather wear makeup to work every day or wear stripper heels to bed every night <laughs> I know which Ian this is makeup to work or stripper heels to bed I'd probably say the stripper heels to bed because <laughs> as long as they're not mine <laughs> yeah I can imagine turning up on my coaching calls going, hey, with all done up in that way. But yeah. Oh, I can imagine it now because uh, after the apps, the thing, that new app that Kais is using and he keeps amending photos. Oh, yeah. For the face app or something. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know what that says about me though with that answer, but yeah, it's less public if... <laughs> yeah, that would be... Uh... So we've got Max in Bremen. Okay. Is this actually kind of is similar to Ian's question, but the opposite way. So related to your business... What's the one thing you wished you had done over the last 12 to 18 months? Max, great question. And you're going to laugh at this one because obviously I know and I work with you in that way. For me, the one thing that I wish I did was focus more of my time to update some of my 
marketing stuff from a rapid transformation point of view. So it's definitely on the, on the list. It's on my priority list. It was in the list for these 90 days. And then obviously I'm, I've readjusted that based upon working with clients and a lot of changes that are happening at the moment. But the reason why I say that is because currently what people get, and don't worry, Max, I'm not changing everything <laughs> in that way, but just some of the kind of the videos that people get after they kind of like, they go on my website and some of the kind of offerings after that, it's still based upon kind of like, one version behind of where I am and what I do with my clients. Mm. So I kind of sometimes do get that point when somebody does opt in to my email list, etc. There's a lot of part of me that goes, oh, but it's not as up to date as I want it to be. So yeah, oh. if I dedicated a bit more time on that and prioritised that, that's probably one thing that I would have liked to have been a bit more on top of or proactive around. But then taking a step back from it, and again, we had this conversation, I had a conversation with my coach around this as well. It's like, a, is it actually stopping me from getting business, doing what I do at the moment? No, it's yeah. not. I still get to do what I love doing. It doesn't so have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect, but that's the one thing that I am focused on just updating as well. Yeah, okay. Good and Max had another question he actually wants to know. How do you manage to stay true to your superpower and any struggles you care to elaborate on? Great question. So when Max is talking about superpower, and if you've listened to any of these podcast episodes, you'll know that I bang on about knowing your entrepreneurial superpower, which I use the Wealth Dynamics profiling test to help. So for me, I'm a trader profile, and that effectively means that I'm quite grounded. I love getting my hands dirty and working with clients as well. So a lot of times I have to kind of remind myself, well, actually, that's just where I value that, that's what works for me in terms of the way I work with clients. I get more value and I enjoy a lot more working in detail with clients rather than having surface conversations with like thousands and thousands and thousands of people. So answering your question a little bit, Max, more in detail here, is there are sometimes there's that kind of that part where you go, oh, do you know how amazing would it be just to wake up in the morning and have a thousand people doing an online course and I don't have to do anything and that is quite attractive to an extent, but that's kind of me then kind of losing my superpower because when I actually think about it, I'd go, well, I wouldn't actually enjoy that because mm -hmm. I'd be going, I wouldn't have that connection with the clients. I wouldn't be able to work with people in that way. So a lot of times, especially if I'm listening to something or reading something or looking at someone else and there's a bit of comparison, I just go, oh, but look what they're doing. I think I have to kind of go, but hold on, how would that work for me? And that then allows me to go, but no, 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 their game's a different game from me. Yeah. And that's okay. But there's also times where I have to, we can step out of our superpowers to kind of do things that are different, like to be a bit more in that creator mode. I have to be a creator at times to kind of create new things, be a star to an extent. So like even the podcast and connecting to speaker sessions, etc. But knowing that that doesn't have to be my full strategy, but actually focus the majority of my time on what works best for me, what I enjoy. I think that answers the question. Yeah. yeah, the integrity thing and the because yeah. quite often that those things have come up like doing the the little for masses, yeah, versus doing the deeper stuff yeah. for a smaller amount of people. Do you mean? And it's well, then we've had to go back to again values, what yeah, it is yeah. actually that makes you tick, and like yeah, integrity totally. and all that kind of stuff. Do you mean? So yeah, okay, we've got a question now from Janet Murray. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get bored of the entrepreneurial superpowers <laughs> and wish you could talk about something else? No. To an extent, let me, let me, I love that question, Janet, especially with someone being quite a, a star profile with a lot of variety and get bored easily. So for me, links back to what we talked about, I talk about 
entrepreneurial superpower all the time. And again, I mentioned that before, but I honestly think that every single business owner needs to know what their wealth dynamics profile is because it makes such a huge impact on everything. And that's how people can really get in their own way if they don't know that because then they're trying to do things that are like different strategies or it's just not in flow for them as well. So that's why whenever I am talking to people, so especially if I'm on a podcast or if I'm doing a speaker session or something, I tend to still talk a lot about entrepreneurial superpower as the one thing that's quite tangible for people to go, right, hold on, do I know what my superpower is? Is it working for me or is it not working for me? And even with my coaching clients, that's the first thing that I tend to kind of work with them to understand. But then the reason why I don't get bored with it is because when I actually work with my clients, it's only a small part of what I do. It underpins everything. But it's not like every single coaching session that we talk about superpower. But I know that client's superpower, i.e. if they're a a creator profile, if they're an accumulator, a lord or a mechanic, and that by knowing that helps me to consult or coach them in the best way for them. That was another huge turning point, I think, and the whole everything coming together for you and your business was when that you started getting into like wheel dynamics and that pulling things together. Then then the pull like so all your NLP learnings and then the wheel dynamics, then finding your niche about the clients you like to work with. And that was a huge big turning point, I think, and where you found like what is the foundation? Yeah. I mean, and that because not necessarily everything happened in the order. If, if you were totally. to go, everything that you've learned in your career has it all happened in the order that it should have happened. Actually, probably no, because yeah. you this is maybe something you would have wanted to have learned before. If only I knew oh, this before. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then that was an epiphany moment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Lots of things changed and cemented. And I think the growth since that's come into your world and it's the exponential growth when you look at that kind of stuff yeah. all but, coming together. That yeah. is like. But laugh at the question because again, on the surface of it, it might look like that that's, that's man just bangs on and talks about entrepreneurial superpower, but it's such just a tiny, tiny part of actually when I work with clients, even in my mastermind with my clients, so it's a foundation part of it, but then that's when the real magic happens with it's like bringing the NLP toolkit, the mindset tools, the strategy tools, but all of it your toolbox. is easier when you actually know what your superpower is. Yeah, but your toolbox has gotten bigger. Yeah, absolutely. And that's again why Again, so talking about Janet and Murray again, I loved it when I went to your speaker session when you invited me to speak at um, Content Live. And it was amazing to have that moment where in your audience, and again, I know we talked about this before, Janet, where before I know sometimes it could be a bit frustrating how people plan and do things differently, but actually getting them all in that room to kind of see how they're all different. A lot of them are different in that way and getting them to see actually the way that they plan and their content and how they market was all different based upon their superpowers. So actually seeing that in reality is kind of where I was. I went home that weekend, a happy guy. Mm. Good people be wondering how long we're going to go on. So we are actually coming towards the end of kind of <laughs> last few questions. Question from Logan Elliott. Oh, uh, Logan. Okay, right. Plans for the future for your business. Okay. How do you manage working from home, impacts on COVID, on your own business, etc.? Okay, so plans for the future. I am working still with clients I love. I'm very picky with clients that I work with, especially on a longer period of time, okay? Because if I'm adding value, if I'm enjoying working with them, if I believe in what they're doing, then it's like a perfect match in that way. So I'll continue to work deeply 
and intensely with one-to-one clients. I can't ever actually imagine not working with one-to-one clients. I absolutely love working with groups as well. So I love the the 90-day mastermind. I think I've done that now four or five times and it's just great, gets great results. It's just, it just works well. So after COVID, there will be another one, especially with kind of a face-to-face event there as well. And I want to keep expanding that. But going forward, I, I still have lots of lots of goals. I still, like I said in a previous question, I still think I've only scratched the surface. So I still want to have more experiences. So going forward, I want to have kind of more kind of retreat type of experiences on Bali and different parts of the world in Scotland, like amazing places and stuff up in the Highlands. So I kind of want to take the right group of business owners and help them to really immerse themselves on both business, but also from a transformation perspective for them. And that is, will happen in the future. And that, that's more... going to start, that's going to, there's a couple, that's goals for yourself and for your clients, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's, absolutely yes. that's, we've something that we've talked about for yeah, a long time that yeah. you want to do one day. Oh, we've totally. talked about making like this, the retreat idea yeah. and really properly getting into it. And you want to see them get so involved yeah, in yeah. and take massive leaps. But then yeah. in doing that, you will, it's a big thing for yeah. you to have completed as definitely, well. Definitely, definitely. And then it's still very much focused on, you know, I still think there's loads that I want to kind of focus on packaging up. And for example, writing a book at some point, it will, as a goal, having some online courses with especially some things. So I'm not saying that they're going to be big flagship, massive courses where I'm not then involved in, in terms of there you go and do it yourself, because that's not kind of what floats my boat but having some many online courses I want to be having them created and out there as well and then how COVID has affected at the moment I am very fortunate that I'm working with a lot of my existing clients and um, really kind of going how do I help work with them during this period of time to pivot to focus some of them are going right actually yeah they're impacted with what's happening with them but they're using this time to go right let's just not waste it let me do those things that actually have always been on the list of things to get done and actually I'm working with them in that way. I am also continuing to have that more hybrid coaching slash consulting approach and I think that's been a bit, bit of a change over the last couple of years particularly. I used to have the coaching hat on and then I used to kind of work with clients and say yeah okay but I'm going to put my coaching hat off here and put my kind of more like this is what I think and then a lot of my clients would say it's man you don't even have to say that just I want that's what I want from you I want you to know if you think I'm going wrong or there's a better way of doing it just tell me yeah. whereas a coach traditionally is very much a what do you think and getting it out of that yeah, person yeah. and even since then I'm working with a handful of clients that absolutely love working around the world and it is that kind of consulting and coaching kind of hybrid so definitely loving that and I'll be kind of continuing to expand on that with the right clients the diversity has helped I think yeah, totally. doing and yeah. again we're very fortunate with the Covid stuff happening well, for me, I'm off just yeah. Matt leave, so that's been really good. Oh, definitely. I think yeah, we're going to ask that question as well. I have been used to working from home over the last year, particularly. I get, got on with it. I had the flexibility. You know, I still had an office in town that I'd go to. So I had a bit of different I've been working places. from home for a long time. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think it was, you probably, it's your percentage of time at home Oh, yeah, yeah. it's now like 100% it's of the time, whereas before it would be like a bit here and there. Over was, the past two years, I would say, well, actually, turning point probably was your accent. Yeah, and I didn't realise that actually until, what was it, last year where I kind of realised I was actually working from home a lot. And that's after we obviously moved house and I had a kind of home office here as yeah. well. But then it, it was easier after my trampoline accident to not have to go places and work. But then 
I did, like after the second part of last year, realise I, I did miss going to the co-working kind of space and working from coffee shops, etc. So I started to get back into that. And then obviously COVID came. So I have been working from home. It has been more challenging, being honest, because normally when I'm working from home, Shireen's here and there and Kai's at school, etc. So House, you have the house I've yourself. I've had the house myself, so I've kind of found that a little bit more challenging and feeling really guilty sometimes where I can go, hold on, I can hear a tantrum happening outside and I'm going, I've got a coaching call here or I've got stuff to do. You have more guilt. I have definitely more guilt, but still working away and helping clients. And I'm also working on a big project with a client. I hate the word client because it doesn't feel like that, but like I'm involved in, in this business and it's a big, big opportunity that especially that's the thing that's flipped on its head. That's what's flipped in its head at the moment. It's about how do we help to kind of help effectively, especially in the healthcare industry as well, and really channeling my energy, helping them. And I think that's going to keep it's us adaptability. Busy. Exactly. It's busy. when something as massive as that flips everything on its head. Yeah. How do you keep going? Definitely. So good question, Logan. Okay, and then finally, I kept this one to last because I thought it's a nice one to end on. Stuart Wood. Sure, okay. What, and he's got in brackets, business and personal advice would you offer to 21-year-old Usman? Oh, okay. Personal, first of all, don't be too serious. Have more fun would be what I'd say. I'd yes. like, um, we've had conversations like this. I was the most... I knew you when you were 21. You knew me when you were 21, yeah, in young days. I was so focused, like graduated and... The formula. It was like, get that graduate job got that graduate job, where did I want to be? And like, you know, I remember five years time, they asked us to set a goal in terms of when I worked at Mark Spencer's, I achieved that goal within a year. And then I was like, okay, what's next? What's next? And it was still very much a plan in that way. I was like very older before my years. Yeah, old before your old time. Old before my time. And then it kind of got to that point where I think after I turned 30, I was a bit more like, oh man, I was, you know, I could have... Just before. Just before. 29. Yeah, uh, yeah, 29 and a half. And then I was like, oh, you know, Shireen, maybe we should go and travel around the world. And you're like, we've just had a baby. So <laughs> he waits until <laughs> we've bought a house yeah. and have a child and we have all these major responsibilities and then decides... It's only because I tried to get you to go travelling for how many years? I know. And it just didn't seem to fit your... No, I was just like... Fit you at that point, or that just no. wasn't your scene. So then I went off and did a little bit of it myself. Yeah. And then a lot of it we didn't do. Yeah. We wish we'd done now. Mm. But... Yeah. So I say, Stuart, definitely from 21, realise that actually you don't have to have everything figured out at that point and actually enjoy being 21. And then the second piece of advice I'd say is really understand what's important to you in terms of what your values are and also like what is your superpower. And again, that's kind of why I talk about wealth dynamics with all my clients and with anybody, because when you know that, it just allows you to have a lot more of a, ah, okay, what could be easiest for me? What do I enjoy doing? And then when you're making decisions, you get to make decisions both on your values and both on your superpower and then it allows you to hopefully make better decisions yeah. for the rest of your life. Definitely the, because that's, I think the superpower thing is something you can apply to any age. Yeah, yeah. Totally. To be like, oh, what is natural to you? Yeah. And it, does that feel hard because it's not natural to you? Yeah. I think that's a huge key thing for, I find myself looking at Kais and Aaron oh, even, totally. now, and how they are and what they enjoy doing. Yeah. And, and then also I'm trying to, probably overthink it a bit sometimes <laughs> but like if I'm struggling with something like especially doing the homeschooling yeah, yeah. at the moment with Kais why is he not getting this oh, and then it's the way I'm saying it is because it's something that he's not into but then appreciating that they are their own little people yeah. but yeah if there's something I think you could tell 
your younger self if it's known what you're good at and stuff if you yeah. knew what you know now obviously hindsight isn't yeah. it but and things are never really forever in my, in my eyes as well like if you're doing something and you really don't like it then change it but that's, I learned, learned. that's a learned that, that's oh, that, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. That's a... and I think that's a key thing and I'm very fortunate that like going back to an example like when I I thought I knew what I wanted even in business I thought I knew what I wanted many times and then I kind of got there and went oh is this it I thought I wanted to be a HR manager because I loved working with people and then I realized I hated all the disciplinaries and absence and performance management side but I remember having a really interesting conversation with my boss effectively saying well this is a path and I'm sitting there going but I don't want that path because this is not what I'm enjoying and but by being honest at that point and then taking a pivot which I then become a, became a regional training manager which got me into more of this world of I training. Think, I think that was your first stumbling block. Yeah. I think I remember I think that's probably one of the first times in life you came to a block an actual block. Yeah I thought that, I should know this and I should yeah. enjoy this but why am I not enjoying yeah, this? And, and you were thrown you were I think that's the first thrown. time we'd been together a couple of years by that point yeah and you were thrown as wait a minute like this is the formula this is the script this is like I've done this this and this yeah. and I should be this this is what should be happening now and how come you weren't feeling it exactly. and you were like oh my god and I get I got freaked out by it because I thought right okay well if I don't do this what do I do and then I kept thinking about what's next because that's the way I worked even to an extent still now but I was going right well after I do this job as a HR manager then the next step up would be a bigger store but oh god that would really be exciting and then it'd be like a regional kind of HR manager and I'm like and for the one first time I was going that doesn't appeal to me because I wasn't enjoying it but then I was trying to force myself to enjoy it and then when I got the chance to change to look after the training side down in Manchester and that also opened up my eyes because before I was so rigid in the sense of I wanted to stay in Scotland and everybody in Mark Spencer knew that I wanted any job in Scotland but then when I got my job as a training manager it was moving to Manchester I did that and then after that I moved to Brighton and then to London so that one thing kind of definitely opened up my horizon so going back to your question sorry I know we went in a bit of a tangent there um Stuart is personally don't be too serious enjoy being 21 things are never kind of like set in stone if you're not enjoying what you're doing change it because you don't want to do what you're doing and be miserable for the rest of your life and so professionally really know what's important to you and understand what your superpower is makes a huge difference in what you do and that's one of the one other thing I'm really proud of just came to my mind I did some work a couple years ago with schools like young enterprise and one of the things I was insisted with the, the class I was working with was that they all did the wealth dynamics and it was like a talent dynamics for young people kind of test and it was just amazing to help those kids to see hold on we are all different so don't compare yourself to other people in the class yeah. because you might be a star they might be a creator and accumulator and that made a huge difference in terms of the way that they showed up for the rest of their time on that project so yeah that's what i say Stuart. cool what's us i know well it is now 3 47 a.m coming up to my bedtime coming up to shireen's bedtime i've normally been sleeping for like four hours at least so thank you for tuning in i hope you enjoyed these episodes i'm absolutely sure <laughs> these will be um <laughs> multiple episodes. multiple parts we'll figure that one out afterwards so at least you're two have to parts and I really enjoyed all those questions. I want to say thank you for friends, family, clients, current clients, previous clients for taking me on a trip down memory lane. Yeah. A it, was, it was good questions. It was really good questions. I was yeah. a bit 
wide about if some of the questions would be a bit vague or just a bit not yeah. great, but they're I would see, well, see because when you were asking me are the questions coming in and I was like kind of glancing them as they were hitting the inbox and yeah. stuff and I was like yeah and I was like oh a lot of them are quite similar yeah. and stuff like that but it actually wasn't until I was actually properly pulling together and I was like no there, there wasn't any questions really that we missed out I know I, think. I actually was, enjoyed that yeah I know I enjoyed mm. having I think you needed this I know that was great actually a little motivator lessons. for no, the thank night. you for that so yeah 100 episodes I'm excited to see what unfolds on the podcast after this and yeah lots more exciting topics Can I make a reappearance? I'm sure Shireen will make a reappearance if you would accept the offer I've enjoyed it so if you enjoyed having Shireen on the podcast then let me know I've actually enjoyed the format it's actually nice having a chat rather than teamwork yeah totally maybe we can yeah we'll talk about it afterwards yeah but thank you so much for tuning in please do let me know how you found this episode and as always if you haven't already it would mean a lot to me especially on the hundreds episode or 101st episode if you haven't already please do head over to itunes give a rating review it and drop me an email or instagram or linkedin message let me know what you took from this episode and thank you again to every single person that took the time out to ask me a question and i hope everybody listening to this has got some value into it yeah i look forward to sharing more with you next time maybe i'll start listening now i don't actually know if i want you to start listening I think some things are quite good to have as a separation in the same way that we're not Facebook friends, but that's for another conversation. That is one piece of advice I'd give to a lot of people. It's a good thing to do. Don't be Facebook friends with your partner. Definitely not. Yeah. See, maybe you should go into relationship counselling. No, let's stick to my niche. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? (laughs) That would only work if we take video snippets of us in actual moments (laughs) and we'll show this is what happened. Yeah. This is how not for this to happen. <laughs> I know, I know. Perfect, right. But I'm going to sign off now because I actually need to go to the toilet. Good night. Good night and I'll see you next week. Bye for now. If you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business and even with all the action that you're taking, you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated, then the chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face. But don't worry, you can rapidly transform that from today. Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine-tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.